0: to the Simple Truth, Big Change podcast. I'm your host, Heather Duff, and this is where we read and explore the simple yet powerful truth of the Bible, and that truth makes a big change in our lives. Psalm 119.59 says, When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. To be careful in the ways we take, we need to turn to God's testimonies about himself. We can't depend on any other source but the Bible for knowing who God is. He has revealed himself to us through Jesus Christ— and given us this word as a testimony so we can know the truth. Our simple truth this week, false teachers are dangerous because they are attractive. Last week we talked about the distinguishing mark of deception in the last days. Many false teachers and false prophets are rising, and they will mislead many. Our text was Matthew 24, and that's where we are in this episode, too. If you haven't listened to part one of this series, I'd encourage you to do that. It's episode five, titled, Nobody Wants to Be Deceived, but (laughs) this week we're discussing another serious implication from the text. For the sake of time, I'll read Matthew 24, verses 4, 5, and 11 now, but we'll hit some other scripture in a moment. The disciples have asked Jesus privately about the sign of His coming and the end of the age. Jesus answered and said to them, See to it that no one misleads you, for many will come in My name, saying, I am the Christ, and will mislead many. And verse 11, many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. We have these false teachers and false prophets who will gain a following— who will work deception, who will mislead many, and who have a message that is attractive to the world and even to Christians, hence the warning to his close followers. Let's look at some other scripture to learn more. 2 Peter 2 2 says of these false teachers, many will follow their sensuality. That word sensuality means unbridled lust, shamelessness. That's a message popular with the world, and it's a message that is gaining popularity in the church. Just think how things have changed in the last 10 years. In the last two years. It's astonishing. Sadly, you can just about find everything in the church that you see in the world. I'm not talking about weird cults. I'm talking about the church down the street from you. In verse 18 of 2 Peter, he goes on to describe false teachers this way. Speaking out arrogant words of vanity, they entice by fleshly desires, by sensuality, those who barely escape from the ones who live in error, promising them freedom while they themselves are slaves of corruption. Huh. Promising them freedom. Maybe it's a promise to be debt-free or wealthy or to be free of suffering. Maybe it's a promise to live the life you want, to live your best life now. Jesus doesn't make these promises. And we know from Scripture that our best life isn't now. Our hope is in heaven. Think about it. If your best life is now— what does that say for your eternity? Second Timothy 4.3 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. So again, we see that false teachers are dangerous because they're attractive. The Bible warns us to be sober. These deceivers are attracting people. They're popular. They tell us what we want to hear. They tell us we can have what we want. This isn't the message of Jesus or the New Testament. We sort of think we won't be snared by these false teachers because we expect them to be standing on a street corner with a sign that says, The end is near. Follow me. (laughs) Or maybe we picture it like this. We're sitting in church and the preacher suddenly declares he's the Messiah. We wouldn't be deceived by that. Not too sneaky, is it? But if picking out a false teacher was that easy... We wouldn't need the many sober warnings in Scripture. If these false teachers weren't attractive, they wouldn't be able to mislead many. People would run from them. Instead, people flock to a message that exalts self, that appeals to the flesh, promising us freedoms and enticing our pride. I don't know about you, but I've certainly encountered people in the church and on TV who preach this sort of message. They snag us with clever sayings or the promise of some secret revelations. This curiosity gets us into trouble. When the disciples ask Jesus what the signs of his coming would be, he warns them first about being misled. He checks their curiosity. We still crave to know these secret things. We're wired this way. It's what brought a curse on humanity in the Garden of Eden. Genesis 3 says... Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, as God said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden. The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the tree of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die the serpent said to the woman you surely will not die for god knows that in the day you eat from it your eyes will be open and you will be like god knowing good and evil when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise she took from its fruit and ate and she gave also to her husband with her and he ate we can see in this story the desire for knowledge is seductive did you notice what else satan used to entice eve He said she'd be like God. Satan is still trying to entice us with this promise. The world and the church are full of this message that we can be as God, be a law unto ourselves, that we can create our own destiny, speak it into existence. But only God can do that. These false doctrines are seductive. They appeal to us, and the devil knows how to make it sound so good. He'll even use scripture to do it. Hear me now. You may not think you're being misled, no one who is does, but our desire for knowledge can be an open door for Satan to seduce us through false teachers who promise secret knowledge or special revelations. Are you following a false teacher? Maybe you don't sit in front of them every Sunday while they speak from a pulpit. Remember, 2 Timothy 4.3 said, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. Are you accumulating a group of seductive teachers for yourself on your YouTube or podcast playlist? You can go search and find messages on whatever topic you want. 2 Timothy 3 says these corrupted people will enter into households and captivate. Weak women, weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses. Entering into households doesn't necessarily mean they're knocking on your front door with a pamphlet. Maybe they're entering your household through the television, or through radio, or the internet. Maybe even through the music you listen to. False teachers will try to attract us with promises that appeal to our fleshly desires, our struggle for freedoms and our hunger for knowledge or to be like God. But may we turn our feet to God's testimonies in the Bible. Let's run toward the Word of God. Next week, we'll talk about another reason false teachers are dangerous. That's it for today. Thanks for joining me. I hope to see you next time on the Simple Truth, Big Change podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please share it with friends or on social media, and it would be a huge help if you'd take just a second to give me a review on iTunes or wherever you're finding this podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode, hit the subscribe button. And finally, you can learn more by visiting my website at heatherkduff.com.